time for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Week three of the high school playoffs here in the great state of Michigan. Glad to have you along. Four UP teams left, and we got four games to break down. we got multiple guests to get to, including all four coaches of those UP teams. Let's start by taking a look at the matchups and a look around the state. Take a look at the brackets before we hit the phone line, get to some coaches. In Division Six. The four regional matchups this evening, you've got Calumet. Again, we're going to talk with John Crows coming up throughout the show. Hosting Maple City, Glen Lake. Each team 10-1, and one, that game at Agassiz Field in Calumet. They will get the winner of Sanford Marinian, an 8-3 and three team going on the road to take on Montague, who comes in at 9-2. and two. That game is in Montague Saturday at 1 o'clock. Onstead 9-2 and two goes on the road. They take on Hillsdale, who comes in 11-0. That game in Region 3. And then the Region 4 championship, Montrose at 10-1 on the road, taking on Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central. That game will be played in Monroe Saturday at 3. So those are the four regional matchups in Division 6. Again, Calumet, the team to keep an eye on there. Division 7, Traverse City St. Francis, 8-3, and three, comes up here. They take on Iron Mountain, who's trying to keep their unbeaten season alive. That game Saturday at noon. Pawama Westphalia, 11-0 on the road. They take on New Lathrop, also 11-0. couple of undefeated teams battling for the Region 2 championship. Region 3, it's 10-1 Schoolcraft on the road. They'll take on Jackson Lumen Christie. They come in at 10-0. That game at Jackson Lumen Christie Catholic High School in Jackson. And then in Region 4, Detroit Loyola, 6-14. and 14. Can they continue their magical Cinderella run as they take on Cass City? They come in at 10-1 and 1 that game Saturday at 1 o'clock at Cass City High School football field. So those are the four regional matchups in Division 7. Let's go to D8 where Ishpeming is heading downstate. They take on Beale City, the Hematites 9-2. Beale City, meanwhile, 10-1. and 1. That game being played at Mount Pleasant Community Stadium. Saginaw Noble, 7-4. On the road, they'll battle Ubley, 9-2. That game, Saturday night at 7 o'clock for the Region 2 Championship. Region 3, 10-1. Fowler takes on Royal Oak Shrine Catholic at 9-2. That game, Saturday afternoon at 1. And Adrian Linoe Christian. They are 10-1 in the year. They'll take on Redding, also 10-1 in the Region 4 Championship. To the 8-player division, well, we've already got to the semifinal round. We've got Pickford representing the UP at 10-1 and team. They're hosting 10-1 and Hillman in the first semifinal matchup. And then Climax Scots at 9-2 and takes on Portland St. Patrick. They come in at 11-0. The winners will meet next Saturday at 2 o'clock at the Superior Dome here in Marquette for a chance to win the state championship in eight-player division two. Eight-player division one, the UP got shut out, but Kingston is nine and two. They take on 11 and 0 Sutton's Bay. Monroe at 10 and one. They'll battle Colon. They come in at 11 and 0. Those two winners will meet next week, Saturday morning at 11 here in Marquette. That is a look around the scoreboard, the brackets around the state as we get you prepped for week three of the high school playoff slate. Let's take a time out. Let's hit the phone lines when we come back. You're listening to ESPN-UP's Coaches Show. Don't go anywhere. At Eagle Mine, they understand firsthand the need for technical skills in the Upper Peninsula. 
That's why they support the Marquette Elger Technical Middle College, a tuition-free early college program that enables students from Marquette and Elger counties to earn a high school diploma and up to 44 college credits toward a Northern Michigan University Associate's degree or a technical certificate at no cost to students or their families. It also provides a gradual, structured, and supported transition from high school to college, resulting in greater college success and more residents with high-quality degrees and credentials. For more information, visit nmu.edu forward slash CTE Middle College. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorkin-Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorkin-Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite football with head coach George Nini. His team set to take on Beale City Saturday in the regional tournament. Well, Coach, a really fun one last week. You took down Lake Linden Hubble 30-18 to to win the district title. Your team traded the lead with them. You were back and forth for a while. Then you got that two-score lead, had an interception late, a really fun game, a thrilling one, and your team comes out on top. Well, number one, it's a great win. And, uh, you know, you go back to week two of the season when we played Lake Linden, and again, you know, the game lived up to, you know, all expectations back and forth, you know, trading scores, trading punches, um, you know, but in the end, our, uh, you know, our defensive line was able to stop their run game. They had to go to the pass. They had some success, but we were able to stop that when we had to. Um, Tanner Romback came up with a huge interception that sealed the deal for us and uh, just a great win for our program. Coach, you look at your pass defense, and that was an area maybe your team struggled in the first half of the year. Do you feel like that was a play they could have made early on, or does that go to show the development that they've made? You know, I, you know, I, we're getting better on pass defense simply because we're seeing it more. Um, you know, but again, we, you know, we've lost some of our key players to injury, and you know, we're putting some young players in there, um, and uh, you know, it's a you know, it's a learn as you go kind of thing. We can rep it, we, you know, but uh, but at the end of the day, it's a it's a sophomore in there, um, you know, that just learned the system, you know, five days ago, um, you know. So there's going to be some mistakes made, but uh, you know, the more we see it, the better we get. First district title for you as a head coach. Does it feel any different? <laughs> it feels great. Yeah, it feels fantastic. Coach, how about this week in practice? You've had to battle the elements, but do you feel like you've accomplished what you needed to? Yeah, it's been a it's been a good week of practice. You know, in spite of uh, coaching in the cold and the snow, um, you know this 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 group of kids that we have, this team we have, and this coaching staff we have. You know, we just we just go in and we get the work and we get the job done. It's still upbeat. It's still fun. Um, it's it's just a it's a pleasure to coach right now. How about from the team standpoint, coach? What's the biggest thing that they need to do to take care of business? Well, it's, you know. No secret, we have to be able to continue to run the football, um, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, we have to continue to get get better at our pass defense. 
and uh, you know, little by little, we're putting different pieces in there. So, you know, again, you know, there's no secret to our to our game plan. We got to be able to run the football, control a line of scrimmage on the offense and defensive side of the ball. And uh, you know, when we take them out of their base offense, we got to be able to stop that passing game. Well, coach, let's talk about Beale City, and they'll pass the ball a little bit, but it looks like the run is their strength. A lot of good rushing numbers put up by that team. Yeah, they uh, again. You know, it's 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 like we're playing. Uh, you know, it's like we're playing an Ish, an Ishpeming team. They like to run the football. They're going to run the football. That's their that's their offense. Um, they've been successful with it. You know, they're in the they're in the regional game just like we are. Um, you know, they beat a very good uh, Johannes Lewis Lewiston team um, last week, an undefeated uh, team. And uh, you know, we we expect a battle. We expect them to try and run the football. And you know, our goal going in is to uh, you know to stop that. Yeah, their win last week might have been a surprise to quite a few people. What was working for them last week? Um, you know, again, they were able to do their base stuff, their their offense. They were able to run their offense. Um, you know, Johannesburg could not, you know, stop them, which is a testament to Beale City. Um, you know, they've got some athletes. They've got some, uh, you know, some good seniors. They've got some young kids, too, that are, you know, really good football players. And, uh, you know, again, just like our, you know, just like our Ishpeming team, you know, our Hematite team, a lot of tradition in Beale City. We played those guys back in 2014, and, uh, you know, that was a battle. How about defensively? What does Beale City look like? Um, again, physical. They get after you. Um, you know, they've got a, you know, a big kid, uh, um, at their, at their, uh, one of their linebacker spots that, uh, you know, he's hard to, you know, he's hard to block. So he makes a lot of tackles. Um, they've got a great, good defensive line, very gap sound. So, uh, you know, again, we've got our work cut out for us. Is the biggest thing in a game like this controlling the line of scrimmage to establish your running game or what does this game come down to? Well, you know, yeah, that, that, that's part of it. Of course, that's our, our goal going in. If we, if we can control both sides of the football, you know, we should be successful. But again, it's eliminating those mistakes, eliminating those little penalties, the, 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 the low snaps that, uh, you know, that stop a play and kill a drive. Those are, those are the kind of things that, you know, you have to eliminate. As you get further in the playoffs, it's, it's, you have to play mistake-free football. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming. His team getting set for the regional round as they take on Beale City this weekend. Appreciate the time, George. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Beale City football with head coach Brad Gross as his team gets set to take on Ishpeming in the regionals. Coach, going back to last week, a big win for your squad, taking down a previously unbeaten Johannesburg-Lewiston squad. Give me your thoughts from last week's matchup. Uh, last week we uh, we came out and, and uh, it was really cold, not really good field, position, or field conditions. Um, and our kids came out and played probably one of the better games they've played all year, and uh, you have to do that against a 10-0 team. So, you know, hats off to our kids, and we, we played really well, and, you know, just looking to move on. 
Coach, it's a proud storied program over there at Beale City. You missed out on the playoffs the last couple of years. Now you're back, and you're back to being part of the upper echelon in Michigan. Tell me about this season and how it's transpired. Has it gone pretty much as well as you thought it would? Well, I think it's played out how we how we all hoped it would. Um, our, our kids put in a lot of time in the off season to get away from that uh, not making the playoffs, and they put a lot of emphasis on getting back to the playoffs and. I think we uh, we went through the year and got to that sixth win, and uh, uh, once we got to that, I think we had a little stumbling block. Then we lost our first game, but then we kind of refocused back up and uh, you know kind of got the ball rolling again. What are some areas that you like about your team right now, and where are some areas that maybe you want to see them improve here in the back end? Well, I think we I think we have a stable of backs. I think that's one of the things that makes us so tough that we can bring in a fresh guy after he gets a rest. Um, so I think that makes us, you know, that makes us tough to defend. Um, our defense has uh, is, is stepped up up front in the last little bit, so we like that part. And the back end is uh, where we, I think we've probably, uh, you know, had the, had the most mishaps in the last few weeks. So we need to sure that up a little bit, I think. But uh, you know, hey, we we played really good early and just had some mishaps last. So you know, hoping that uh, they fix that and we should be good. What's the confidence like in the locker room right now? I mean, the, the kids are confident, but I, at the same time, they know that each each week is a is a different test. I mean, Istraming is going to be probably one of the biggest teams we've seen all year. I would guess. Um, you know, it's tough to say. Uh, you know, you can get the you can get the uh, the program and what they put on there, whether they're that big or not. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's tough. It's it, that the kids are the kids are feeling pretty good. So hopefully, we can keep that going. Coach, tell me about Ishpeming. What do you know about them? Well, I know they're a storied program, kind of like us. They've they've been to the playoffs a lot. They you know they're they're well coached. They have a coach that's been there for a while. I mean, after the I can't, I can't remember the old coach's name, but uh, he's the storied storied program. The young small town type guys that you know they do what they do, kind of like we do, and they do it really well. So uh, they run that wildcat offense. I know, which is you know tough to defend, and they have some really good kids doing it. So. That's what we. That's what I know about them. I mean, we 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 played them. I think it was 2014 in a mud bowl in Gaylord. So other than that, I mean, that's what I know about Ishpeming, and I know they're a good football team. So we've got to bring our A game. It's a neutral site game at Mount Pleasant Community Memorial Stadium. That throws a little different element into it. A little bit of a wrinkle. How do you prepare for that? Well, it it it, uh, it gives us a. Uh, um, it gives us a dry field, hopefully, to play on because our field is pretty much it's gotten a ton of rain and had some drainage issues, so it's kind of sloppy and all that. So Mount Pleasant is uh, we played our actually our first playoff game there against St. Ignis, so it's kind of like our home field, I guess, uh, for the playoffs. And uh, you know, hopefully, that helps us with uh, you know we're a little probably a little undersized, and maybe we can use some of our speed to our advantage. How's this week in practice going? Good. I mean. We've had a pretty good week of practice. I mean, it's still you're still getting the, the cold weather early in the week, but then it's been getting a lot better, and we have to practice yet tonight. So um, the weather here is pretty decent. Well, it's going to be tomorrow. So I mean, the kids have kids have embraced it. They're just you know we're 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 working hard and trying to get better every week. When you get to this point in the season, do you change your practice plans depending on what you're going to see? You know, Ishpeming just schemes differently than other teams, or is it pretty much you focus on yourself right now and you take care of what you need to? Well, we try, we try to keep the same type of routine. Whether we do different things in that routine, 
as far as we try to do a you know a walkthrough and a we do our lifting and running in one day, and then the next day we do, you know, we concentrate more on the offensive side of the ball, and the next day is defensive side of the ball, and then we do special teams, and then we play a game. We, kids like that routine, you know, so they like knowing what's coming, and I think it's better for them as well. So I think we try to keep that, we try to keep that, you know, same pattern. I mean, it is the playoffs. You kind of ramp it up a little bit, maybe. But, uh, you know, may go an extra 20 minutes here to really focus on some things. But other than that, we kind of try to keep it the same routine and just, just make it as another game. What does this game come down to, Coach? What do you guys need to do on your side of the ball to take care of business? Well, I, I think we have to match their, uh, their physicality up front on the line of scrimmage. Um, and I think we have to limit uh, penalties and turnovers. I mean, in close and you get in these type of games late in the season and that's usually what wins and loses the ball game is you know penalties turnovers in big place you know those are the three big things we've been preaching and i think if we do take care of the business there we'll have a good shot to win in the end brad gross is the head football coach at beale city his team getting sent to take on ishpeming in the regional game on saturday appreciate the time coach best of luck going forward we'll talk again soon all right thank you sir let's take a time out more after this on espn up When is the last time you reviewed your home loan rate? Is it time to look at refinancing? Hi, I'm Ross Anthony, Vice President, Mortgage Loan Officer at MBank. Rates are low, so now is the perfect time to talk to your local MBank lender about your options. Refinancing can potentially lower your monthly payment, help you pay your mortgage off faster, or get cash out for a big expense. Let an MBank mortgage specialist help you decide it's time to refinance today. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Iron Mountain football with head coach Robin Martela. His team getting set for a regional matchup against Traverse City St. Francis. Coach, going back to last week, another running clock, another game that really wasn't in doubt for your guys. But again, like we talked about against uh, Mancelona, you got to get a lot of guys' playoff experience. Tell me about that matchup with Charlevoix from your perspective. Well, you know, after the game, I told the kids, well, I was really proud of them. Our coaching staff was really proud of them because we did play pretty well on both sides of the ball and on special teams. Uh, we were able to stop their power running game with the quarterback and big fullback. Uh, and at the same time, we were able to put up some points um, in the first quarter to, you know, to get a little bit of breathing room, feel a little bit better about yourself uh, as the game went on. Uh, I thought a couple of crucial plays. Marcus Johnson scrambled on two plays to get a third down conversion. To extend the drive or two early in that game, and uh, we're up twenty-one nothing, like a minute to a minute into the second quarter. So again, our kids played well. Um, no discredit to uh, Charlotte Boy, but uh, I guess we just all physical them on both sides of the ball and got the job done. And like I said, we're proud of our team uh, for getting the district championship, and uh, we're moving on. That score early in the second quarter. Do you think that's about where, for lack of a better term, it started getting out of hand? I would say, you know, we've been around football for a long time, talk to kids, if you look at the way it goes, when a team gets a third score and you get up a third score, it's just mentally, it's frustrating for the other team. 
it's obviously great for your kids. The game plan on both sides of the ball um, changes. Both coaches probably change their game plan. So that's just the way sports is, especially in high school football when you get that third score. Um, it was just great for us to do that early in the second quarter. And then we end up getting two more scores before the half. And like you said, a lot of our younger kids got experience playing in a high school playoff game at home. So hopefully that, you know, that'll benefit the program down the road. But, uh, again, all in all, a great effort by our kids. It's a credit to them, the success we had last week. Well, and a great defensive effort as well. What was working for your guys on that side of the ball? Well, you know, kids got to understand their job um, on every single play, no matter who you're playing. And uh, I want to say our kids did that, you know. Uh, we talked early in the, in the week with our kids about here's what we think we want to do. Uh, we watched some film. We made some adjustments as the week went on. It's a two-way street. Just, you know, you know, our kids, I think, they're pretty vocal. Uh, we like it that way. It's a two-way street where if a kid's not comfortable doing what we're asking to do, he, he can he can look at us and say, well, I think we should do it this way or I think we should do it that way. We want to have both options when we're talking talking things over, but our, our kids bought into what we wanted to do and they executed the game plan to a T. Um and, and again, the kids got to make plays on defense and line up properly and, and tackle the guy in space, and we did that uh, for the most part. So this is a great team effort from the defensive side of the ball. That vocal communication that you have with the players and the coaching staff, vice versa, was that something that's been there all year long, or is it something that kind of developed later on? Um, I would say a little bit of both. I, I think we were a little bit more on a two-way street early on in the preseason simply because we had about five or six guys back on both sides of the ball anytime you can have that experience back and, and the coaches sort of know what to expect with the players and vice versa i think that's a good thing i think it's gone uh, you know a little bit more as the season goes on because we've always we always start that we always want the same thing we want to win coaches want to win players want to win and the question gets asked every week how can we best do that so uh again it's an open dialogue you could also say we have 11 seniors that, you know, are experienced seniors. They've been through the wars and in a lot of sports. So uh, they, they know what's going on. Um, they watch film, too, and uh, they care. So, I, again, it's credit to the kids for getting the job done on the field. How's this week in practice going, Coach? Well, you know, we took Monday off because that's our normal routine. We like to give the kids two days rest. We rest Sunday, rested Monday, watched a little bit of film. Tuesday we had a regular practice. And then Wednesday, the snow came, so we had to make an adjustment there. We watched a little more film. There was about an inch and a half of snow on the field yesterday, so we didn't go out yesterday. Today we're back to business as usual of our regular uh, two days before game practice when we talk, look at offense, defense, special teams, everything. And then we'll have our pregame tomorrow um, before our Saturday game. So n- not really concerned with that. You know, an extra day of rest this time of year, especially with the weather outside. Um, I guess I'm hoping it helps us uh, come Saturday. You talked about the weather conditions out there. How's the field holding up? Well, I know I talked to our athletic director, Mr. Bianco, this morning, and they had some machine machinery out there from the city of Iron Mountain that we're thankful for as far as removing that inch and a half of snow. Um, knock on wood, it looks pretty good in, in terms of a week, a week 12 football game. Um, I know last week the community came together, did a great job of clearing the field on Saturday morning after some snow on Friday night. So, you know, this time of year, the field, you know, I think it's a pretty good condition, um, understanding the circumstances that were second week in November, and we played a lot of football on it. 
Well, Coach, you've got Traverse City St. Francis come to town, a traditional powerhouse and a really good program. They dropped down from D6. What do we know about them? Well, like you said, they're a perennial playoff contender. Um, a lot of tradition down there, a lot of talent, a lot of talented kids that have gone on to the next level. Um, you, you watch them on film, you do a little research. I think it starts with number 12, the quarterback. His name is Colin Endress. He's a 6'3", 200-pound uh, quarterback that can run and throw. He's going to be challenging for us. There's no doubt about it. He's, you know, he's the he's the head of the snake on uh, on offense. We have to tackle him and to give ourselves any chance to be successful. Defensively, they're in a, a 51. I want to say the middle linebackers back from last year and number 43, uh, Andrew Simons or Simonez. He's an all-state wrestler. He's a tough kid. Seems like he's in on every tackle. So they have some talent on both sides of the ball. There's no doubt about it. Uh, maybe a hair bigger than us on the offensive line. They got about three guys that go 250 to 260. Um, that's just a hair bigger than us. Other than that, you know, they want to play power football just like you've done in the past couple of years. I know we played them four years ago. No, not three years ago now down in Traverse City and, uh, it'll be a challenge. There's no doubt about it, but at the end of the day, that's what you expect in a, in a quarterfinal game, in a, a regional, uh, title game. It's just, uh, I think it's going to be two quality football teams going at, going at each other, and uh, that's the way it should be this time of year. What do they like to do scheme-wise offensively? Offensively, well, they got a little bit of, of everything. I think they start with their power football in the straight T, and they have their power football with a power I formation. Those are the two power formations. And then they got a bunch of other different sets that they you know do – do a little bit of wing tee, do a little bit of power eye, a little bit of spread, obviously, with the quarterback that I've talked about. So, uh, again, they're a solid football team. Um, their execution has been great up to this point. So, again, it'll be a challenge for us defensively. And uh, I guess I'm hoping we do the same thing when we have the football and put some points on the board early and hopefully gain some confidence. You said they're a run-first team. They want to power the football. How often do they throw it? Well, I guess in my research, they they've... You know, in the 102 plays that I've looked at, they've thrown the ball 22 times. You know, that's about 20%. You know, in their last two games, they were able to, you know, win convincingly, you would say, in the in the first round against Houghton Lake. Last week, the weather conditions weren't as such, and they were to, they were able to beat a good McBain team. I, I thought I was impressed with on film, uh, 14 to 6. So. You know, this time of year, depending on the weather, you got to be able to run the football, um, and that's that's our priority uh, to stop on Saturday because we got to get to second and nine on defense, not second and and four. So, again, they're they're well balanced. That I would think uh, that I've seen on film. I, I think they uh, said the same thing about us. And again, it just comes down to, to blocking and tackling in a high school football game. Is that the key, the biggest thing that your team needs to take care of is controlling the line of scrimmage, your blocks, your tackles, winning the trenches? Uh, I would, you know, I would say so. Offensively, our game plan has not changed all year long. We want to take care of the football. We want to hold on to it. We want to make the right decision with it, and everything else goes from there. Defensively, we want to play physical, and we want to stop their power running game, which I've talked about. Um, on special teams, you want to try to win them, obviously, for the most part and not let the let those special teams hurt you. But, again, we're not changing anything now. No matter who we play, we want to take care of the football and be physical and stop the run on defense. 
Rob Martel is the head football coach at Iron Mountain. His team getting set to take on Traverse City St. Francis in the regional round. Appreciate the time as always, Coach. Best of luck Saturday. We'll talk again down the road. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. First-bank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Calumet football with head coach John Crows. His team getting set for a regional matchup on Saturday. Coach, going back to last week, you took on a really good Menominee team. You seemed to have an answer for them, bottled them up pretty well, and put up a pretty good number of points. Tell me about your effort on Saturday. Uh, just an awesome effort by the, by our kids. Uh, you know, and I think our best our best defense last week was our offense. Uh, we we did a good job. We took the first kickoff and went 14 plays and punched in a touchdown, and we're able to recover a I would say a botched kickoff by them, and we're able to put another score on and waste out the first first quarter. And so we were up 16 nothing with uh, first quarter gone, and they hadn't even touched the ball yet. So it. You know, when you get a start like that, it just builds your confidence. And, and from there, we just played with a boatload of confidence and uh, just had an awesome day. Yeah, Menominee throws that single-wing offense at you. Defensively, though, your guys answer the bell. Well, we sure worked hard to get get after it and uh, learn it. And uh, we actually run a few sets of the single-wing ourselves just because uh, over the years we've we've played it and so we put a little bit of it into it so we know how it runs and, and know it works and how to how to kind of stop it a little bit better than we used to anyway. Well, Coach, you rushed for over 300 yards against Menominee. How was your line play? Uh, just They've been awesome all year. Um, they're, they're not your prototypical linemen either. They're just a bunch of tough, scrappy kids that like to get after it and be aggressive. And uh, they get off that that ball so, so fast and so low that it's overwhelming for teams. Defensively, you hold them to just about 100 yards on the day. What was working for you defensively? Was it discipline, or what was the biggest factor in your defensive effort? Uh, I think we just have kids that like to get to the ball, and they work together, and uh, they're they're all accountable for each other. And you know, any any time there's a tackle, it's 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 a gang tackle, and you, there's always half a dozen to eight nine blue jerseys right around that tackle and pile. So it, it, you know, that's what we hang our hat on. Coach, I'm looking at some of the numbers from last week and maybe the most impressive part, no penalties, no turnovers for your guys, and you just played mistake-free football. Well, we work hard at it every day. Just, uh, we, you know, we practice with intensity and, and talk about how important it is to take care of the little things. And, uh, 
you know, and we got a good group of senior leaders. And you know, and anytime something you work hard towards a common goal, and and it means that much to you, you know, just everyone's can look each other in the eye and just be accountable to each other. And and we just preach that every day. So that's a big part, and it's it's very gratifying to see it see it come through with numbers like that. Well, now you get set for regional play. Tell me about this week of practice battling the elements. Oh, boy, it's it's tough. You know, we're heading out there. Uh, yesterday it was like a wind chill of 7 degrees, and so so you're trying to balance being being ready for a game on Saturday with the health of your kids and still want to get a good look. And so I think for two days now we've been out on the – out in the elements, but you know we can't make it much longer than an hour, hour and five minutes, and we got to get out of there. And but uh, kids, kids are excited and they're getting after it. And uh, you know, I'm so impressed with our scout team, the kids that we brought some sophomores up, and then the kids that we we had with us all year. They just give us such a good look and prep prep us during the week for what we're going to see on Saturday. You got Maple City, Glen Lake, a team that you've got some history with. What do you know about them? Uh, well, not a whole lot, just because of the distance, you know. But I've, you know, we always pay attention to them ever since we played them. Uh, uh, first thing that sticks out when you watch film is just how how big and strong they are, and and then when you look a little deeper and, and realize how athletic they are too, they just they're a machine and uh, they're they're rolling right now. They have one loss in their belt, and that's to one of the best teams in the state, Kingsley, and. But uh, when you when you watch the Kingsley film and and see how Kingsley did it, and you know it, it kind of models our team. You know, low shoulders, bunch of bunch of small kids flying off the ball and getting after them, and so so hopefully that's a recipe for success. Well, Maple City Glen Lake averages thirty six points a game. What does your defense need to do to be up to the task? Uh, well, you know, just like I say, common theme all week for us is uh, is playing with intensity, playing with low shoulders, and playing with confidence. And, uh, you know, I think we we have to believe in what we're doing, and we have to believe in each other. What is the biggest thing that you need to do overall as a team on Saturday to come away with a win? Uh, you know, just uh, have fun playing the game of football and just be accountable and be able to look everyone in our team in the eyes and knowing that you did your best out there for for yourself and for the team and and I think if we could do that with the with the talent we have and the desire we have I think we can be successful. John Crows the head football coach at Calumet his team getting set to take on Maple City Glen Lake in the regionals. Appreciate the time coach best of luck we'll talk again soon. All right thank you very much Tanner. Let's take a time out more after this on ESPN UP. At Embers Credit Union we believe in the UP so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Pickford football with head coach Josh Rader. His team getting set to take on Hillman in a state semifinal matchup. Coach, maybe the game of the year last week, though. Let's go back to that one as you take down North Central 20-14. to A lot of people think maybe that could have been a state title game potentially, but your team comes away with a victory and avenge a regular season loss. Tell me about that one from your perspective. You know, it was, a, it was an exciting game. Uh, two top teams in the state going at it. Um, and, uh, we knew it was going to be a tough game going into it. 
you know, we, we matched up in the regular season. That was a tough game, uh, and it went right down to the wire in that game. We knew it was going to go right down to the wire in this game. Uh, you know, we talked about it all week long. Uh, probably going to go down to the, to the last couple plays, and that's exactly what it did. Uh, and we wanted to turn it into uh, a battle in the trenches. And, uh, you know, we kept it on the ground, and we just wanted to pound it out, and uh, we were able to do that uh, and be successful. Uh, we wanted to keep the ball out of their, their playmakers' hands. Uh, they they had a team full of all kinds of speed, and uh, we didn't want to give them a chance to get out in the open field. What was different about this go-around as compared to your regular season matchup with them? Well, you know, in the regular season uh, matchup, you know, we had seven turnovers in that game, uh, and we definitely didn't want to turn the ball over. Anytime you give a, a team like Powers uh, extra possessions in the game, uh, you know, it, it, it's just uh, it's not a good turnout for you. And so we wanted to make sure that we maintained control of the ball. Uh, we wanted to control the clock. And, uh, and so we wanted to just hold on to the ball and make sure uh, that they didn't have those extra possessions uh, and just uh, play mistake-free football. Coach, take me inside that final drive that ended up leading to the game-winning score. You know, we, 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 you know we're a senior-dominated team, lots of seniors out there, and uh, we've been in big games before. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these seniors on our team, you know, we've had deep runs into the playoffs for the last few years that they've been a part of. And, you know, you walk into that huddle and you call a couple timeouts there and, uh, you know, there's confidence. Uh, you know, we got Jimmy Story leading the team, and we have an offensive line uh, that has been in these games before, uh, and, uh, you know, they're excited. Uh, it's not, it's not uh, panic in the huddle. Uh, there's, a, there's a sense of confidence, and uh, they're excited about the next play, and they just uh, they want to get out there and do it. And, uh, and so we call the play, uh, and they're confident, and, uh, and they just went out there and executed. Now, you mentioned Jimmy Coach, and he's a playmaker for you on both sides of the ball. What is the dynamic like when he's out there on the field? Well, Jimmy, Jimmy's a confident player, um, and uh, he's a hard worker. I, you know, I can't, I can't explain that enough to, to, to people. Uh, he works so hard. Uh, he prepares himself for those type of games. You know, uh, he, you know, we fed him the ball uh, like crazy during that game. I think he had 49 carries. Uh, and after the game, I asked him how he felt, and he felt great uh, because he prepares himself. Uh, during the all week, all year long, working so hard in practice, um, and uh, and so he prepares himself mentally and physically for that type of game, uh, and uh, and it's a credit even to his offensive line, uh, controlling that line of scrimmage, and 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 I can't give enough credit to them, and even to, to Powers, uh, they played a physical game as well. Uh, they're, they're they're a great team. It was a good game. Uh, if anybody was there watching, it was it was exciting on, on both sides. Coach, how about your team's defensive effort last week? Were you happy with how you defended? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, like I said before, Powers has all kinds of speed all over the field. Uh, I said to people before, it seems like they had a, a million Grzynskis all over the place, and every one of them's fast. And so you have to try to contain all that. Uh, and we, we did a good job of just uh, bottling them up, um, and we didn't give up any big plays to them. Uh, we made them have to work to, uh, for everything that they got, and, uh, you know, we were able to contain them uh, to, uh, to a minimal amount of yards, which was great. Well, now you've got Hillman coming up this week and a chance to get to the Dome in Marquette. Tell me about this week in practice. How's the weather been over in Pickford? Oh, snowy and cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a ton of snow. It's been snowing all week long, um, and it's been cold. Uh, so it, it's been, it's been, it's been uh, just that, snowy and cold. So we've been practicing uh, in that type of weather. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've been getting ready. Hillman's a tough team. Uh, they're 10-1, uh, so it's going to be a tough game going into it. Uh, they got some good running backs, so uh, we've been focusing on that. They've been able to stop their running game. It's going to be cold. I think they're calling for around 14 degrees at game time, so 
with the wind chill, who knows where it'll be. Have you liked what you've seen this week in practice, though? Has it been a good week? Yeah, you know, our guys have been focused, uh, and uh, I think they're hungry. And so uh, we've been real focused on uh, getting our game plan together, and guys have been uh, uh, getting prepared for this game real well. well. You mentioned that they're a good running team, Hillman is. What do they like to scheme offensively? You know, you'll see a lot of pro set from them, and then uh, from that you'll see uh, they'll go into a, a little bit of spread uh, as well. Uh, and once in a while they'll go into a pistol-type formation. How about defensively, what do they bring to the table? Um, usually they'll be in a, a four-man front. Uh, of course, uh, whatever the uh, you know the offensive team is uh, put out there, sometimes you'll see them into a three. Uh, but for the most part, you'll see them in a 42 uh, look. Coach, anything like size, speed, jump out at you as a strength for them? Well, their 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 tailback uh, Gunner uh, Melgen, he's a, he's a really quality back. Um, he's he, you know their offense pretty much runs through him, um, and uh, he's fast kid, physical runner. Uh, so we're definitely going to have to be able to bottle him up, uh, not let him get rolling. We don't want him to uh, uh, break loose and start to, uh, to gain confidence throughout the game. So we want to make sure we're stopping him at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and uh, they do have some good ties on their offensive line. They have a couple uh, uh, big linemen. Uh, so we, we definitely think it's going to be a challenge for us up front. Coach, the state semifinals getting this deep into the postseason, it's nothing new for your guys. How big is your experience as you factor in preparing for Hillman? Experience is huge. You know, we've, we've played deep into the playoffs for the last four years. Uh, like I said, the seniors on this team have been playing deep into the playoffs. They're used to playing in this type of weather uh, in the UP. Uh, it's cold and it's snowy. Uh, so uh, this, is, this is nothing new to them. We want to be able to draw on that experience. Uh, and hopefully uh, it'll come out on the field and uh, we'll come out with a victory uh, this Friday night. Well, Coach, what does this game come down to? What's the biggest thing fundamentally that your team needs to do on your side? I think, you know, I think it always comes down to uh, line play. It's always line play, uh, especially in the UP and the cold weather. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be nasty out there. Uh, you, the line play up front and then controlling the football, uh, just hanging on to it, limiting turnovers. Uh, that's what we want to focus on. Josh Rader is the head football coach at Pickford. The Panthers with a chance to head to the Superior Dome and play in a nice 72-degree stadium. Appreciate the time, we'll as always, that. Coach. <laughs> Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. All right, thank you. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food. The room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along as we head into week three of the high school playoffs here in the UP. Tony Beauchamp in studio with us. He's the founder of Hematite Nation on Facebook and Twitter. Appreciate you being here, Tony. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I tell you what, we've got a good time of the year to have you here because uh, high school basketball is just starting up and football getting into the full swing of the playoffs. We've got Ishpeming, of course, playing this weekend, Iron Mountain, Calumet. Let's start with Ishpeming, though, as they head downstate, they take on Beale City. First of all, what a win last week against Lake Linden. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Um, I know their secondary has been scrutinized, but they played really well, especially in that fourth quarter, so it was a big win for them. 
Well, they get a raise, the district championship trophy. George Nimi in his first season there. He had high expectations, you know, coming into this year, and he had big shoes to fill. He's done a phenomenal job with that so far. Yeah, he has. I, I can't imagine a, another coach in the state that had more pressure than that. Um, but even Jeff Olson struggled his first couple of years as Ishverming's coach. I think he didn't make the playoffs till maybe his third year. So sometimes it takes time, but I think Ishverming has exceeded any expectations that were put on them. So well, Now the Hematites getting set to head down to Mount Pleasant, take part in a neutral site game against Beale City. What do we know about Beale City? They, they actually held... Um, Johannesburg Lewiston's running backs in check last week. They had two 1,200-yard running backs that they held in check. I think one of them, the Sheldon Huff, had 38 yards in that game, and the other one, Logan Finnerty, had a little over 100 yards, but it was on one big run. So they're really good defensively. Um, like I said, they got five running backs. They run a straight tee, so you're going to see you know three running backs on the field at once, and it could go to any one of them. But Ishpeming, it's a good matchup for Ishpeming because Beale City doesn't like to throw a lot. So Ishpeming is going to be able to, I think, stop their running backs. And it's going to be, it's going to come down to, I think, who gets more big plays in the running game. But I think points are going to be at a premium here. As good as Johannesburg Lewiston was this season, coming into that game, did that surprise you, Beale City came out with a win? It did, but it, I guess it goes to show you, you don't really know how good a team is until you're, you know, conference versus conference. So I think that Northern Michigan conference that they play in is kind of weaker competition, and they ran into a Beale City team that plays really good competition, and it just didn't work out for them. So I was I was a little surprised. I expected Johannesburg Lewiston to move on, but that's that's playoff football. You kind of find out who's good and who isn't really quick. Makes you kind of feel like it's a state championship atmosphere in a way. Anytime you go below the bridge. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's been a while because Ishpeming is usually having home field advantage in the Olsen era, so I don't believe they've had to travel downstate in a while. Um, they went to West Iron County in 2013, but I don't I don't know the last time that they went below the bridge for uh, you know before the state championship. So it'll be it'll be interesting, but I think they're ready. I know you've been working on predictions throughout the postseason. Do you have one ready for this matchup? I, I think Ishpeming is going to win. Um, I think it's going to be something like 22-12, to 22-14, something like that. I think uh, points are going to be tough to come by. Both teams have really good defenses. Both teams have a really good running game. Um, but that three-headed monster in Ishpeming, I think they're going to get it done. It might not look pretty on paper. You might see Pruitt with 25 carries for 60 yards or something. But I think ball control and time of possession and, and good defense, I think they're going to get it done. I've gotten asked George this question, but I know you follow the team closely. Where have you seen this team grow and develop throughout the year? How they've come along from week one to now? Uh, definitely in their pass defense. Um, I know against Lake Linden, uh, they were moving the ball pretty good. That game looked like it was going to be a shootout, and it wasn't. I think they stopped Lake Linden on their last three possessions, and uh, Ron back in the secondary has been really good. And they've just, ever since the Nagani and Westwood games, where and Westwood blew them out, Nagani, you know, I think it was 40 to 20 or something like that, they've really made that a priority and improved. And, and part of it's just because their run defense is so good that teams are able to throw on them. But I think they're starting to learn that uh, they can be competitive there too. Tony, let's move on to Division 7. You've got Iron Mountain once again there at home as they take on another downstate opponent. First of all, they crushed Charlevoix this weekend and really left no doubt here in the first couple of weeks of the playoffs. 
Yeah, uh, t- I think two running clocks. I, I want to say it was 33 nothing and, and 34 nothing at halftime of both of those games. This won't be the case here for for Iron Mountain. I think they're getting Traverse City St. Francis, who's a pretty much a lower peninsula powerhouse. Um, they've played a really tough schedule. They've played uh, Maple City Glen Lake, I believe, and they've lost to them. Um, they've had a couple other really tough games, so it'll be um, it'll be a test for them. I know Traverse City St. Francis has a quarterback who's really athletic and and can run and really mature for his age. Good decision maker, so it'll be interesting. But that Iron Mountain defense is for real, so. Uh, Marcus Johnson back. He adds a whole other element to that offense. You know, they've just got a team full of playmakers. Even Visentainer, who started the year as a quarterback, they move him to tight end. And that offense just hasn't missed a beat this year. They continue to get deeper. They bring up young guys who've gotten experience in the postseason. And Iron Mountain looks like a team that really could potentially go the distance. They could, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, they will play the winner of, you know, not to look ahead, but they'll play the winner of uh, New Lothrop and Poama Westphalia. And I think a lot of people are saying that that might be a state championship preview, but not to say Iron Mountain can't beat them because they can. I think a lot of people may be looking ahead to this dream scenario where Poama Westphalia wins. They play Iron Mountain. It's a rematch of the controversial basketball ending. And that game could be in the UP. So if all those stars align, that could be a really interesting story. Well, you got business to take care of this weekend with St. Francis. And they're a team that played in Division Six last year. They're really good there, and they come down to D7. What else do we know about them? You mentioned they have a good quarterback, but what is Iron Mountain going to be watching for? Um, it will start and end with uh, Colin Endress. He's their quarterback, and he can take off and run. Uh, he can throw. He can do it all. They haven't seen anybody like that. I think Traverse City will try to, St. Francis will try to test them through the air, but we'll see. Iron Mountain, I think, has only given up eight points a game, so I think they're going to be ready. What do they need to do on their side of the ball, Iron Mountain? What's this come down to for the Mountaineers? Uh, they're on defense. I, I think if they're able to shut Traverse City down, it'll be another, I won't say a running clock, but it'll, you know, I think they'll comfortably win, even though. Traverse City's battle tested. I think or excuse me, uh, Iron Mountain's gonna be able to handle them. Score wise, what do you think we're looking at here? Um, this this will be a lot closer than their previous two games, of course. I'm I'm thinking something like uh, maybe twenty eight to twenty or twenty eight twenty two, something like that. Um, I, I'm not sure if Traverse City kicks extra points. I think they do. Um, I, I I would imagine it's going to be within one score. I you know it says a lot about a team when they've play such a tough schedule and Traverse City does so they're not going to be um, wowed by the moment or anything it's going to be a good game but I, th- I think the UP will prevail again so you've got Calumet this weekend and you know they continue to make teams come through Agassiz Field and play on that new turf as they advance in Division 6 they took down Menominee last week in the district championship what did they look like that what what stood out to you from that matchup um, no penalties no turnovers dominated time of possession uh, I think they had a, over 300 yards on the ground. Um, they ran 65 plays. I think Menominee ran half of that. Um, I, I was surprised that the I, I predicted the score to be 22 to 20. Kyle, you met. I was surprised it was that big of a blowout. But I mean, they're for real. Uh, Locust is great, and their defense is for real. I think. Uh, they may even be better than Iron Mountain right now, and Iron Mountain beat them. But I think Kyle, met might be playing the best football of anybody in the UP, maybe even the state. Crows has got a really good program there. He's actually an Ishpeming guy, so um, he's got them playing really well. And 
Maple City came to Calumet in 2016 and beat them 14 nothing. I think they went to the state title game that year. But uh, this, I think this will be a different story. I think Calumet's ready for them, and uh, they've got a big defense. And I, I'd be surprised if Calumet got upset in this game. Well, and it's just a different Calumet team than in years past. You know, they didn't have high expectations outside of Calumet this year. They always seemed to think that they would be something special this year, and they were right. But this team reloaded after losing a really good senior class last year. Yeah, and they actually kind of remind me of the beginning stages of the Ishpeming dynasty. I think Calumet can turn into that and, you know, start going to Ford Field annually just because they have such a good template in place with, with Crows there, and he's got he's got them competitive year in and year out. But I, last year, I believe they got beat by Traverse City St. Francis, just got crushed. Surprise, surprising outcome, but I think this year uh, they could definitely make a run. Division 6 looks wide open, uh, maybe even weaker than Division 7, so I think they can get to Ford Field. You've got that defense that has just been smothering no matter who they play throughout this year, and it starts and ends with Alex Studebaker, oh, the yeah. lineman of the year at his class level. I mean, he's just a monster, and that defense as a whole, they revolve around him, but they're just smothering. They have been all year long. Yeah, they have. Um, they're going to be tough. Uh, I mean, anytime you can hold Menominee to 188 yards, I mean, they looked like they looked all worldly against Westwood, and I thought that was going to be a competitive game. Um, they just looked like they had better athletes, and Calumet just proved that you know the Westpac is is a competitive division. I know people had their doubts, uh, maybe after seeing that Westwood game, but um, you know, and the GNC is a is a strong conference that Menominee comes out of. But you know, for Calumet, I think they proved that they can play with anyone, Division Five, Division Four. You know, it doesn't matter. So we talked a little bit about Maple City, Glen Lake. What do we know about this year's version of them? Um, they have a pretty good running back, Jonathan Wright. He had an 80-yard touchdown, uh, kick return touchdown, and I think he rushed for over 100 yards in their last game. He'll be the one that they'll want to stop. Um, they were up. I think they, they won 38-30, to 30, but it wasn't that close. They had some subs in in the third quarter. It was 30-8, to eight, and they ended up beating Harrison by 8. Eight points, so they're a good team. They're another team like Traverse City that plays a strong schedule, so they'll they'll be ready, and it'll be a I think a closer game than Kelly Metchus had. So, so what do the Copper Kings need to do on their side of the ball? What do they need to take care of business? Uh, I think they need to control time of possession. They did such a good job of that against Menominee. If they do it again, you know, it's it might be lights out early. Um, they have you know they can run the ball. They can throw. Locus can throw when he needs to, but. As long as they control time of possession, I, I think they're in good shape to escape with a victory. You think this is a one-two score game, something like that? Um, I think because Maple City plays such good competition, this this will be close for a while. I think Calumet's going to pull away. Um, I, I'm thinking something like you know twenty to eight, twenty to six, something in that range. I, I do think that Calumet deserves to be favored, and it's going to be a close game maybe into the fourth quarter, but I, I see Calumet pulling away. We had a really fun one at the eight-player level this past weekend with Pickford beating North Central late. What do we know about Pickford? The, they have a great quarterback named Jimmy Story, and I think he was also Defensive Player of the Year. So mm -hmm. when you can be you – know, he ran 51 times against North Central at 280 yards, uh, was 7-for-7 seven seven throwing for five touchdowns in the Engadine game. Um, defensive player of the year at linebacker. So, I mean, he can do it all. And, and a lot of people thought that was 
the de facto state championship between between them and um, North Central. So I think um, I, I don't know a ton about Hillman. I know they just went down to eight player, and this might be their first year at, in eight player. But um, Pickford, I think, probably had their toughest test in North Central, and they had, they had seven turnovers in that first game in the regular season against them, and then they beat them the second time. So I I don't think there'll be any stopping them, and they're going to win comfortably. Yeah, I was going to ask you what was the difference between their first meeting with North Central, but you hit the nail on the head with the seven turnovers. You look at some of the weapons they got, and they've got a six foot eight wide receiver. I mean, that's just a rare breed at the eight player level. Yeah, yeah, especially when you know points are in bunches in in the eight player game. To have somebody like that, that's a luxury. Um, they're they've got a special team. I, I don't think they're going to run into too many problems. I, like I said, I think their their toughest game just happened this week, and they won. So Hillman um, has a quarterback by the name of Nash Steinke. He got hurt last week. I don't know if he's playing, um, but their backup quarterback ended up coming in, Gunnar Melligan. He scored six touchdowns. So um, not sure there's any drop off there, but I, I'm not sure it's going to matter in this game. What are you thinking for the score here, Tony? Um. Uh, probably something you know, like forty-six to twenty, something along those lines. You know, you're going to see a high-scoring game. Um, the Pickford's got a pretty good defense. I think North Central scored fifty-something uh, points a game against everybody else, and then I think seventeen against Pickford. So that says a lot about their defense. But something in that range, yeah, I think. Um, they're going to win comfortably. So overall, Tony, when you look at the UP football landscape, and I know you follow it closely week to week, what's been the biggest surprise to you this year? Has there been anything that's maybe caught you by surprise you didn't see coming, or yeah, as we sit here a couple of weeks removed from the regular season, what jumps out at you? Surprisingly, I think how good Manistique was this year. Yeah. Uh, they were forfeiting last year, and boy, they were competitive. I, that first game of the year against Ishpeming. They had a chance to win, and, and maybe Ishpeming fans were looking at that game and saying, oh, man, we're in for a rough year because we, we've beat this team 50 to nothing annually, but they uh, they were super competitive. Um, they almost beat Nagani. They took Ishpeming to the limit. They had other close games. Uh, just, you know, there was a lot of parity, and sometimes that can be a bad thing. I think this year it was a good thing. It made all those teams better. Um, the Westpac, I think, successfully in both conferences, the small and the large conference, did really well for themselves, and I think they're they're representing well. They're three and one in the playoffs right now. The the two Westpac conferences, so that's really something to be proud of. And I, I think the UP is, you know, they got three team three games against downstate teams this week. So we'll see what they're made of. But I, I think there's a good chance, and I, I think most people in the UP would agree that all three teams are going to win this week. So, How about some of the conference champions? Did everybody seem to work out the way they should, maybe? Or was there a surprise winning the conference anywhere? Well, I, I think Ishpeming was was a surprise. I know they had a lot of returning seniors, but I don't think people expected them to be this good. I think West Iron County was a heavy favorite, and I was at the game. Uh, Ishpeming just handled them, and I think that's when they kind of figured out, like, hey, we can make another run here. So it's it's been fun to watch watch Ishpeming just get better, and George Nemi, you know, he rose up in the face of adversity. You know, a lot of he probably has to answer a lot of Jeff Olson comparison questions, and he's handled it really well, and he's just done a phenomenal job. I know that when they put him in place, it seemed like a safe choice, but I think not only was it a safe choice, it was probably the right choice, and he's doing a great job. 
Well, we've got basketball right around the corner. I know George is going to be at the helm of that program as well. I know we're still a long way off from thinking about that while the Hematite football team is still going, but basketball up here, you want to talk about parity, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, it usually is. Um, basketball is, is a fun time here. I know the Westwood girls who you cover are going to have really high expectations this year. Um, they, uh, they have a really good chance to maybe play at Calvin College for a state championship. So, Tony Bochamp is the founder of Hematite Nation, covering high school sports all over the UP. Tony, really appreciate you being here. I mean, that, that was fascinating, some great insight, and love to have you on again sometime. Hey, thank you so much. That's going to do it for us on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Glad to have you along. Enjoy your game wherever you may be traveling to for week three of the high school playoffs. Signing off from ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette. I'm Tanner Hoops. Have a great weekend.